Our scripture reading for tonight is found in Psalm 67, uh, and this is found uh, on page 396 of our Bibles that we have on the back table. Uh, if you need a Bible, uh, feel free to raise your hand and we'll, we'll gladly bring you a Bible. <laughs> and feel free, if you need a Bible of your own, feel free to take uh, one of our Bibles home with you as a gift from Cornerstone. So, Psalm 67. For the director of music, with stringed instruments, a psalm, a song. May God be gracious to us and bless us, and make his face shine on us, so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still, so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. The word of the Lord. Had you read it in Hebrew after you read it in English. The first verse in uh, the Hebrew, if you look at the Hebrew, is actually for the director of music with the stringed instruments. I probably would have skipped over that, so I like that you, that you read that. That was great. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your word and how it speaks to our hearts, how it sings to our hearts. I pray that Psalm 67 would sing to our hearts uh, and that we would sing songs of praise, sing songs of thanksgiving uh, to you in response. Uh, it's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, this psalm is... Uh, it's a psalm of thanksgiving, it's a psalm of praise, uh, but it begins by asking God to bless us. And what do we usually you know, sing psalms of praise or thanksgiving for? It's when God has blessed us. So I wanted to start a little bit with just the theme of blessing. Now, I think we, we use the word blessing all the time, right? Like we're going to uh, we're gonna pray a blessing for the meal uh, this morning. Uh, we were, uh, I went and did the trash pickup, and Alan, I was listening to you as you prayed for breakfast, and you blessed the meal. You blessed the food. And that's something that many of us do as we eat. Where are other ways you might hear this? Maybe if you give uh, some food or uh, some money to a homeless person or a Salvation Army bell ringer, sometimes they will say, bless you. Bless you. Apparently, if you do something kind for a priest or a nun, they will say, Bless you, my child. I have never had this happen to me personally. Um, it happens in the movie, so it must be real, right? At night, you might stop and pray that God would bless your family or God would bless your neighbors or your community. I actually brought a, a blessing that is found on a decorative dish in my house. It's a traditional Irish blessing. I am going to refrain from reading it with an Irish accent. May the road rise up to me. It's almost hard not to read it with an Irish accent. May the road rise up to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. The rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. What's beautiful it's a beautiful blessing. Now, our scripture, it's starting with a blessing. And I want to know, well, what is, what is 
this psalm, this is a prayer, this is a community psalm. You can sing it, you can, you can pray it. It's a psalm, thanksgiving. What does blessing mean here? May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us. And so we're going to get to that, but first I want to start, uh, my, my big idea this week is really kind of a, it's, it builds upon itself, and it's almost a prayer. And it starts like this, may God bless us so that all the world may know him. See, the psalmist who wrote this, he prayed for a blessing, but he didn't just like pray it for me. Have you ever prayed those, those, those blessings upon yourself? Oh, Lord, would you give me like just a sweet car that people will look at and they'll be like, man, that guy has a nice ride. We pray sometimes rather selfishly for a blessing, don't we? But the psalmist, the psalmist, he prays for a blessing for the community. He doesn't pray a selfish, psalm, a, a, a selfish prayer of blessing. He prays it for his community, the people of God. May God bless us so that all the world may know him. But I want to break even this point down. I want to focus first on the may God bless. May God bless. So what does it mean that God would bless. I pray this all the time. Would God bless that person? What am, I, what am I saying when I say this? Well, if we just look at the verse, it says, may God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. So I think there's a connection between blessing and God's face shining on us. So I wanna talk a little bit about what it means for God's face to shine on us. And ultimately, it means for God's presence to be with us. But I want to look at where we find that in the Bible. So I want to go back to uh, the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 33, verse 11, where it says that Moses, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. So this happens, this is recorded at Mount Sinai, the book of Exodus. Uh, It's recorded that Moses would go outside of the camp uh, to a tent of meeting. This is different than the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, and he would meet with God. God would come down and talk with Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. And some theologians, some people think, and I'm in this camp, that when Moses was speaking to the Lord face to face, he was actually speaking to the pre-incarnate Christ. So he was speaking to the Son of God before Jesus came and, and took on human flesh. So the, the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. He is experiencing God's presence there in the tent. But if you know your Bible trivia, if you know the book of Exodus, you know that, that, that this happens, that this passage is actually stuck squarely in a passage that describes God threatening to take his presence from the Israelites because they have just bowed down to a golden statue that looks, uh, the, the golden statue. They have bowed down and they have worshiped it. The golden ox, the golden calf. And so God's saying, well, Moses, these people, they have, they have abandoned me. I am going to abandon them. I'm gonna destroy them. And, and Moses does this intercession. He stands up and says, no, God, have mercy. God says, okay, I'm not gonna destroy them but I'm not gonna go with them. I'm not gonna go with these people to the land of promise. And, and Moses, who's experienced God's presence, knows that this is just as destructive. 
See, we need God's presence. We need his face in our lives. We know that intrinsically in our hearts that we need God. It's not just that there's a hole in our hearts where like this God shape fills in. It's like everything in our life needs God. This whole world needs God. We need to experience God's presence. And so Moses pleads with the Lord. And God says, okay, I will, I, 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 I will go with you. And Moses says it again. And he says, show me your glory, God. Show me your glory. In other words, show me your presence. And I wanted to show you God's response. And the Lord said, I will cause all my goodness to pass in front of you. And I will proclaim my name, the Lord, in your presence. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. But, he said, you cannot see my face, for no one may see me and live. I love how this, this, this passage talks about the name. We just sang about the name. We were singing about the lamb earlier. Like I gave, I gave Andy my, my, my slides, but I don't think he knew that I was going to talk about the lamb. Notice it says, like, I'm going to show you, I'm going to let you see my name, I'm going to pass it by you, you're going to see my character, my compassion, my mercy, but you're not going to see my face. For no, no one can see my face and live. Well, well, didn't it just say that Moses was standing in a tent seeing God's face? It's a little confusing. I don't think it contradicts itself at all. I think what Moses was experiencing in the tent of meeting was the subdued revelation of God. A, a revelation that he could understand. The manifest presence of God, but not in its full force. Not God just unhinged, unleashed. And I think when Moses is saying, show me your glory, and he's like, I just want to see you in your essence. And God's like, no, because if you see me, you will die. And Moses, well, he still comes out a winner because because God still passes by him. God puts him like in this cleft and, and God passes by him and God allows Moses to see his back. <laughs> and it just completely transforms Moses. After this conversation, you know, what, you know what happened? Moses comes down. It says, when Moses came down from Mount Sinai with the two tablets of the covenant law in his hands, he was not aware that his face was radiant because he had spoken with the Lord. His face was radiant, he was shining, because he had experienced the, 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 the presence of God. He had experienced God's name, his compassion, his mercy. He even got to see a little bit of God himself. And it just transformed him. And so, if we're asking God to bless us, <laughs> we're, we're being a little bold. We're saying, God, would you reveal your compassion, your mercy to me? Would you reveal a little, bit of your, a little bit of your essence? It's kind of a dangerous prayer. Like when we're praying for our meals, we don't really think that like this could kill you if God answers it. <laughs> if God truly shows up, you might die. <laughs> I just wanted to bless my bacon and eggs. If God shows up and reveals himself, it's going to change us. It's going to change our lives. And so when we pray for God to bless us, we're saying, God, would you shine your face on us? And I believe it does change us. 
This week I was at a pastor's roundtable, so some of the local four C's were a four C's church, conservative congregational Christian conference. Uh, they do a, a pastor's roundtable on uh, some Thursdays, first Thursday of every month, and I went up, it was at Free Christian Church in Andover, and on the walls in this meeting room, they have all these paintings of their previous pastors, these like really nice oil cans. It's, it's not a hint, it's not a hint. I'm not asking for that. Uh, but they have these like really nice paintings for probably, I don't know, many, many years. And, and they look very solemn. They look very solemn and they're not really smiling. They're kind of sitting there regally until you get to one painting. And you get to this painting and it's of my past mentor. He died. Uh, his name is David Midwood. And he's just beaming, like all the big ones are smiling, and his face is just radiant. And there's a little plaque beneath it that says, like, that, that they looked at, they, had a, they, they hired an artist to paint this, this painting of him, and they gave him a whole bunch of photos, and in every single photo, he was radiating the love of God. His face was radiant, like he was always smiling in all of these photos. And so they couldn't help but paint a picture of him smiling because he was someone who had experienced God's love and loved to share it. And I know that he, he experienced God's love like personally, just with alone time with the Lord, but he also loved sharing it as a community uh, together with other believers, with other people. He loved worshiping the Lord. Maybe I do want a painting like that. I want, at the end of my days, to say, to, for people to say about me, man, that person radiated God's love. What do you want God to, what do you want people to say about you when it comes to God's love? That you would have experienced God's presence, that you would have experienced God's blessing, and that blessing would just like shine off your face. You can pay like thousands of dollars to go get your makeup done and like glow. You can get to know the Lord, right? That's like, that's like the shortcut, I don't know, that's not a very good point. <laughs> I want to experience God's presence, and I know that we do too, we as a church. And it should change us. Like when, when we're stressed and, and, and overwhelmed by life, when we come in and worship God together, when we sing his praises, I hope that that helps lift our spirits. I hope that that helps change us, that our faces, when we walk out of here, walk out a little bit refreshed, a little bit brighter, because we have experienced the Holy Spirit here. May God bless. May God bless. Now, I want to continue to look at these first two verses, uh, and I want to point out, oh, I, I did have one more thing that I wanted to tell you from Numbers, Numbers 6, verses 23 through 26. So maybe sometimes you have heard at the end of the service when I say the benediction, which is a blessing. <laughs> sometimes I say this passage, and it's a famous benediction. Tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. This is what our psalm is based off of, this passage in Numbers. But I want you to notice I want you to notice a difference between Psalm chapter 67 and Numbers 6. 
Can you, can you spot it in the first verse? May God be gracious to us. So this is the Lord bless you and keep you. The psalm says, may God be gracious to us and bless us. Now both are good. Both are God's word. One of them helps us focus on the corporate aspect of God's blessing, the togetherness that this blessing isn't just for me. <laughs> like, as a Christian, I'm very good at individualizing my faith and all of God's benefits just for me. But Psalm 67 is a reminder that this is for us. This is for a, a church community. This is for the people of God. This is one of the reasons it's so important to worship together as a community and not just try to, not try to create church on your own, but try to create it with the people of God, the Christian community. May God bless us so that we're, we're not worshiping all by ourselves, but we're, worship, we're worshiping together. May God bless us. There's a reason, there's a goal, there's a purpose, so that all the world may know him. Remember, this isn't just about us. This is a, a, a missional prayer. And this is quite interesting, so that your ways may be known on the earth, your salvation among all the, the nations, verse 2. This is very interesting because the, the, the Jewish people were not particularly known as a missionary people. This wasn't something that, that was particularly common, that, that, that like, oh, well, God's blessing us so that we can bless the rest of the earth, and yet... And yet it was there at the beginning. <laughs> we often lose sight of our mission of what God is calling us to do. We have a way of focusing in on ourselves. But actually, if you go back to the very beginning in Genesis, you go back to the forefather of the Jewish people, the Hebrew people, you go back to Abraham, and God gave Abraham a blessing. And I want you to pay attention to this blessing. Is it just about him or is it about more than just him? I will make you into a great nation. This is God speaking to Abram before he became, was named Abraham. I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you, I will curse and all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. See, God intended to reveal his presence, his blessings to Israel, to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to their descendants, not so that they could keep it close to their chest, but so that they could open it and share it with an open hand. The world, so that they could, they could share the good news of what God had done for them, the ways that God had blessed them, the ways that God was alive and in their presence, the ways that God was changing their lives and changing their stories and and working in them and through them. May God be gracious to us and bless us so that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. So when we pray for a blessing, ultimately we want to share how God answers that blessing with others. I was thinking back uh, to uh, our fall and when Bruce Birchfield shared uh, his frontline moment. And uh, I don't know if you were here for that week when, when I talked to Bruce about his front line. The front line is the place where you spend the most time with people that don't yet know Jesus. And he was sharing about how he rides on airplanes. <laughs> and he's that guy that likes to talk and, and share what God is doing 
to the people next to him. And he, and he said in his uh, little interview that he, he likes to share how God, like the story of Cornerstone and what God has done through Cornerstone. And if you haven't heard what God did for Cornerstone and is still doing for this church, it's amazing. It's, it's amazing how God brought a whole bunch of different things together to bring us together to start this new church in Westford. It's an amazing story, and you should absolutely ask Bruce about it. I think he would love to tell you, right? Because when we share the blessing of God, when we share what God has done, how God's presence is active in our lives, that's, that's a perfectly valid form of evangelism. Just to say, God did this, isn't he good? That's a good form of evangelism. To talk about God's blessings to his people. Now, just by show of hands, does anyone here feel like they were either blessed by God this week or God answered a prayer? Blessed by God or God answered a prayer? So a couple people? All right, you can put your hands down. Would anyone like to share how they were blessed by God this week or God answered a prayer? Just briefly. Any takers? I won't bite. Any takers? I can be silent for a while. Charlie, you got a new job. I know you've been praying about that for months because I prayed it with you. Can we just like give the Lord a round of applause? That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. And aren't we all encouraged by that? Like, aren't we amazed by God, how God has showed up in your life <laughs> and that blessing, experiencing that, that answer to prayer with you is, is encouraging us, and we're drawn to praising God. So our, my, my, my challenge, my encouragement to all of us is to, to share with each other how God is blessing you, how God is answering your prayers. Share it in fellowship time or at coffee or tea. And then maybe the Holy Spirit will, will fill your heart with courage and you can share it with someone who doesn't know God yet. Because that's a witness. That's a witness to the world. May God be gracious to us and bless us so that your ways may be known on the earth, your salvation among all nations. May God bless us so that all the world may know and praise him. So the big idea is getting a little bit bigger. And I want to talk for a moment about praise. And we're going to, we're going to move to verses three through five. So you can read along in your Bibles. And I know that those three over there have Bibles. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, God. May all the peoples praise you. Now, did that sound a little bit repetitive when I read? Did you notice that there is a repetition, that there, there is a, a, a repeat, that, that one verse is actually used two times? It's verse 3, and its matching verse is verse 5. May the peoples praise you, God. And then you jump down to verse 5. May the peoples praise you, God. See, this is called, in, 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 well, at least this is the name that we've given it, it's called an inclusio, an inclusio, or an inclusion. It's a, it's a pattern in the Bible, and we see lots of repetitions and parallels in, in Hebrew poetry. 
but it's when a, a starting verse matches an ending verse. And it, it's meant to catch our eye. It's meant to be something that, that catches our attention and then focus us on what comes between it. Like, what would cause us to praise you, God, twice? <laughs> to begin in praise and to, to see how you've praised and then praise, praise again after we've noticed why you're praiseworthy. So all the peoples praise you, God. All the nations praise you. Why? Well, for you rule the peoples with equity and guide the nations of the earth. So you're sovereign, God. You rule over everything. You're good, and you guide, you guide the nations. You guide the whole world. Now, I think this is a picture of the nations responding to the, the good news of what God has done. That, that the, the blessing is not just for the Jewish people, it's for the Gentiles too, right? The non-Jew. That God's blessing was gonna go out to the whole world, the whole world will receive it. This is what this is a, a, a picture of. But I know, and you know, it doesn't seem like the nations praise God very often. I mean, we're a picture of this answered, right, here tonight, but if we look out into the world, there's still a lot of people that aren't praising God. There's a lot of nations that are saying no to God. In fact, maybe you've had a personal conversation uh, with someone where you you share that you believe in God, and they say, I I don't believe in God. (laughs) See, too many bad things happen. Either God can't exist, or if God does exist, he's not good, because There's disease, there's genocide, there's war. (laughs) There's all the things we see on the nightly news. God can't exist. And see, what's happening is the the people, (laughs) the nations, are only focusing on the bad things in this world. And we do have a response that, you know, God knows what it's like to experience bad things. We see that with the cross. Jesus died. That's a good answer. But I also want to point out that maybe we need to take a little bit of ownership for how the world thinks about God and his activity. Right? Because if we're not telling the world that God has blessed us and that God is good to us and kind of pointing out the areas that God is at work and God is moving, they're not gonna see it. (laughs) They're not gonna say, oh, you know, I had this amazing thing happen to me, it must be God's grace. (laughs) Or that thing happened to you, well, you're just just lucky. (laughs) You're just lucky. Sometimes I say God luck to people and it just kind of throws them because I don't really believe in luck. It's God, right? God is being gracious to us. God's presence is in our world and in our lives, and when good things happen, we can say, God is good. God is good that we live in this wonderful area and that we are in a time of peace for us. God is good that he provides for all of our needs. God is good that he gives us jobs, that he cures our sickness. God is good. We are experiencing blessing. And maybe if people heard this message a little bit more, they would stop thinking that God's just an evil tyrant because he's not. God loves to bless. He loves to take care of us. May God bless us so that all the world may know and praise him 
And the final two verses, may God bless us and meet our needs so that all the world may know and praise him. I want to look at verses 6 and 7. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. May God bless us still so that all the ends of the earth will fear him. See, we thank God for what he has done for us spiritually, that he has delivered us from sin and from death through Jesus Christ. <laughs> we, we thank God that in the person of Christ Jesus, God has shined his face on us, that we can experience God's compassion and mercy and God's presence through Jesus Christ. And one day, you will stand in the face, in the presence of God, and you will see God's face in the, in the person of Christ, and you will not die <laughs> because of what God has done for you. We thank God for all of these things. But we also thank him for his blessings that are just happening every day, for the harvest. See, when God cure someone's sickness, or gives them a new job. We thank God for these tangible things that we get to experience that are God shining his face on us in this life and in this world. So that all the ends of the earth will fear him. That fear is really a reverent fear. So when people see that like God provides for our needs, I hope it'll spark a little bit of awe in them, a little bit of reverence. I know we certainly have that reverence here tonight. May God bless us and meet our needs so that all the world may know and praise him. That's my, my big idea. Now last week, uh, Bernie closed uh, our sermon by praying for us, but this is really a corporate psalm of thanksgiving. It's meant to be something we pray corporately, something we, we pray together. So this is one of the reasons why we as a church have been praying more together, like taking just a few moments to, to, to pause and pray, because there's something special when all of us are praying at the same time. So we're going to close the sermon. You're going to close the sermon by just praying with me. We're going we're gonna to just say one little prayer with the person next to you, and you can keep going around until our worship team leads us forward. But it's this prayer. God, thank you for blessing, and then fill in the blank. Would you help me share this blessing with fill in the blank? So an example of this could be, God, thank you for the blessing of the wonderful Easter breakfast. How, how much fun that was to gather as a church community. Would you help me share this blessing with friends when they ask me how my Easter was? That could be an example. And just go around until the worship team stops. And if you're not near someone, well, get near someone so you can pray together if you feel comfortable. You can also just sit quietly by yourself. All right.